We are tidying up some loose ends right now, ladies and gentlemen, on what is the hottest form of Alabama football talk. It's yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine, and you are rocking and rolling on In My Own Words, as I am live in studios. People, we were were able to discuss my five takeaways from the spring game. Also dove into Jerez Park, someone of whom I am very excited to see in the upcoming season. And before we dive into the final topic of conversation, gotta always remind you of the hottest piece of technology that you need to get your hands on, that being the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. People, you want the number one source in Crimson Tide news, notes, and information, the very essence of Alabama football, your number one stop shop. What are you waiting for? Get your hands on the TDAM app. You can get this via the iPhone App Store. You're rocking Team Apple. Google Play Store at the Android phone is your thing. As always, check out also TDAlabamaMag.com, the site, TDAlabamaMag.com. Pick up that subscription today. And the podcast options for In My Own Words, as always, conveniently located at the bottom of the screen if your audio viewing pleasures just so happen to be SoundCloud, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast.fm. You know what to do. Hop to those sites right now to get yourself plugged into the hottest show in the streets. Now, final topic of conversation right here. Tua Tagovailoa entering his third season at Alabama, his second season as starting quarterback for junior, can potentially have the most mentally challenging season of his career. And as I just said this, a lot of fans are already diving in going, oh my God, not another over-exaggerating analyst. Oh my gosh, can we stop with the two of performance in the spring game? Oh my gosh, lay off the dude. People chill. Take a step back, chill. What I'm saying is totally different from the overreaction Monday statements. What I am saying I am 100% in full confidence that Tua Tagovailoa can have an unbelievable, remarkable, stellar year. But at the same time, with him playing the position at quarterback and with the team that he plays for and the coach that he plays for, you can pretty much definitely say that this has to make it to being the most mentally challenging year for one Tua Tagovailoa, especially If you look at, will this be his final year in an Alabama uniform with what is coming up on the horizon? And I have three reasons as to why I'm going to break down this statement. Reason number one is from national media, local media, and fans alike. Can Tungavangoa or will he from start to finish, from coast to coast, to game, from game one to game 15, can he, will he win Alabama a national championship as its starting quarterback? The 2018 season, we saw some incredible things from the former five-star and Hawaiian native. He broke school records. He was the uh, 
he was a consensus All-American, was a Heisman finalist, did a lot of amazing things. But the most important thing in terms of what you are defined by as an Alabama quarterback, when you look at fans, national media, and local media, you are defined by championships. And in terms of a national title, Tua did not check off that box a season ago against those Clemson Tigers. He's back to try to check off that box. And I already mentioned where if this is the last season for Tua, then here comes the big word, legacy. How will Tua be remembered if this is his last season? I get it. People will always look at him for second and 26 against Georgia in the 2018 college football playoff national title matchup off the 2017 season. Him uh, hooking up with Devonta Smith for a 41-yard touchdown, and Irv Smith Jr. just took out that poor cameraman. I get it. He will always be remembered for that. But there is a big difference between winning a national championship as the guy, as the man, as the starter versus winning one as the backup coming off the bench. Ask Trevor Lawrence. He apparently knows. So, in terms of of Tua, can he win a national championship as the guy, as the starting quarterback? When you look at Greg McElroy, 2009, A.J. McCarron, 2011 and 2012, And even Jacob Coker, despite the fact that he had to go through two different programs, two different schools, two different conferences, two different coaches in Florida State and in Alabama, Jacob Coker in 2015, all three of these guys, McElroy, McCarron, and Coker, all were defined by winning national championships as starting quarterbacks. They all got it done. And... uh, Part of the way that Tua has to get this done for Alabama is being able to uh, dictate, frustrate, dominate, and control the mindset, control the, the tempo of top 25 defenses. We're talking about elite defenses that read you out, scheme you out, aim to take your head off, and have five-star generals as play callers. A lot of times we look at Jalen Hurts, who is no longer at Alabama. He's now at Oklahoma. We look at Jalen Hurts as a guy that when he faced top 25 defenses during his time at Alabama, we always say one read quarterback. If, If option number one wasn't there, pulled the ball down and ran. Terrible. Did not do a good job stretching the field. Did not take apart elite defenses. Struggled against elite defenses. Was not good against teams we define as top 25 defenses. Well, I have taken the liberty of putting up Jalen stats next to Tua stats in terms of that category. Top 25 elite defenses. And you're going to see these stats here on the screen. For one, Jalen Hurts, in his two seasons starting at Alabama, 2016 and 2017, he faced 11 elite. He faced 11 top 25 defenses. And against these guys, Jalen Hurts completed 130 of 234 passes, 130 of 234. That's 55.6% completion rating. For 1,493 yards, 1,493, 
10 touchdowns to three interceptions. In terms of Tua, on the opposite side, he faced four top 25 elite defenses last season. His first year as a starter, those four, LSU, Mississippi State, Georgia, and Clemson. And for Tua, completed 71 of 122 passes. That's 58.2% completion clip for 918 passing yards, six touchdowns, and six picks. I want you to take a closer look at the touchdown-to-interception ratio for both quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts, 10-3. to Tua Tagovailoa, 6-6. Six six. Jalen, four more touchdown passes. Jalen, three less picks than Tua. With that saying... Jalen Hurts takes a bit more care of the football, even though Tua Tagovailoa takes more shots and wants to get more guys involved. What is Nick Saban's favorite slogan? It's all about the ball, the ball, the ball, the ball, the ball. Protecting the ball, not putting the ball in harm's way. Yes, take shots, but make sure you're taking your shots and getting the ball to guys on your team. Defensively, yes, we're Alabama. We're trying to take the ball away, create turnovers, have fun with that. But offensively, we're about production, protecting the football, scoring, but keeping that ball out of harm's way. And in terms of Tua Tagovailoa, if he's trying to win a national championship this season as a starter, he has got to take these top 25 elite defenses out of their element in the upcoming season. And flipping this over to number two, the reason why this might be Tua's most challenging year mentally is when you look at the 2020 NFL draft coming up on the horizon, it's going to be a deep quarterback class. And uh, as much as Alabama fans do not like comparisons, you always say, this guy's his own man. He's his own player. He's his own person. He's his own guy. Don't compare him. It's not fun. Fans, I'm going to tell you this. As media personnel, comparisons happen. Why? To get the page clicks. And for you guys, it's subconscious, but for fans, you compare players all the time. You compare Jerry Judy to Calvin Ridley and Amari Cooper. You compare Najee, Najee Harris, excuse me, to Derrick Henry. We are right now comparing Talia Tungavangoa to Tua. I have even had five females to say Ayabi Anoma is the next Derek Thomas, and I had to say, whoa, hold off on that one just a bit. We're talking about the Derek Thomas, the uh, all-time leader in sacks for Alabama, the NCAA leader in sacks with 52 for a career. Both of those sack records still hold to this day, and a guy in Derek Thomas that single-handedly saved the careers of two coaches. That being Walter Ray Perkins and Bill Curry, despite the fact that none of those two could measure up after Paul Bear Bryant. So, Derek Thomas did some amazing things. Y'all being almost good, y'all being almost talented, and he'll get there. But you already have five females, I personally know, that are comparing Anoma right now to the Derek Thomas. So, comparisons happen. So, in this case, in terms of Tua Tagovailoa, national media... With each game Tua plays, will compare him to his contemporaries week after week. And for goodness sake, folks, they're already doing it right now. 
I mean, just, just look at the spring game that just went by. People compared Tua's numbers, 19 for 37, for 265, one touchdown, one pick. They compared his numbers to Jalen Hurts' from the Oklahoma spring game. Hurts, 11 to 14 passing total, two to three touchdowns. They're, they're already making that comparison. They're comparing Tua's numbers to Trevor Lawrence's numbers from Clemson's spring game. They even went as far as to say, man, bump Trevor Lawrence and Jalen Hurts. Can Tua be better than Mac Jones? I mean, Mac Jones is a better spring game than Tua. 19 for 23, passing for 271 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. I get it. Still, in that case, overreaction Monday. But throughout the entire 2019 season, expect to see Every time Tua has a big football game, they're going to take one of Jalen's games, compare it to Tua. Oh, Tua did that, but look at what Jalen Hurts did. Oh, Tua did that, well, look at what Jake Fromm at Georgia did. Oh, Tua did that, but look at Jacob Eason. Tua did that, but look at Justin Herbert of Oregon. Look at Shea Patterson of Michigan. Look at Ian Book. Look at Kelly Bryant. Look at Sam Ellinger of Texas. They are going to compare Tua to all of his contemporaries, of which, of which you see them on screen right now. And the reason why they're going to make these comparisons, folks, because in a deep quarterback class, the battle is going to be who is the number one overall quarterback taken in the draft, who is the number one overall player in the 2020 draft. And with Trent Dilfer continuing to say, Tua Tagovailoa is like ice cream on crack. Tua Tagovailoa is ice cream on steroids. He's the best thing I've ever seen. These words coming from Trent Dilfer. People are going to compare and nitpick and nitpick Tua, and they're gonna they're gonna put Tua's stats with all of his contemporaries and compare him week after week to everybody else. And Tua's gotta be ready for it. Third reason why. This could be the most mentally challenging year for Tonga Valoa. And this is one that everybody needs to, to keen in on. Will Tua and Steve Sarkeesian work? And that's a big one. Alabama brought Sark back to be the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach following his two years in the National Football League with the Atlanta Falcons. But Tonga Valoa family likes to move. The family, Sarkeesian, already have a prior relationship. Tua, at one point in time, wanted to go to the University of Southern California with Sark before making the choice to come to Alabama. But what made the Tide so special last year offensively is you had a specialized coach for quarterbacks in Dan Enos. The quarterbacks had their guy. Their liaison, their coach, their mediator. The quarterbacks didn't have to go to Michael Oxley first, who had to deal with the running backs, the receivers, the offensive linemen, before relaying things back to quarterbacks. No, the quarterbacks, if they wanted constant communication, if they wanted constant feedback, if they wanted constant reassuring, they had their guy, Dan Enos, right there the whole time in 2018 and what it did was it helped Tua Tagovailoa become the fourth 3,000-yard passer of the Nick Saban era. It helped Tua Tagovailoa once again breaking school records, Heisman finalist, consensus All-American, and at the same time it greatly improved Jalen Hurts as an overall as an overall player. Now with Enos gone, you're back to square one of having one person do everything. 
Steve Sarkeesian, the first part of his tag is offensive coordinator. He's got he's got to go around and answer to the receivers, running backs, offensive line, tight ends, get all of their feedback before relaying it to his second tag, which is quarterback coach. Can Sarkeesian handle all the pressure? He has a great rapport with quarterbacks. We all know this. Sarkeesian, two Heisman winners, Carson Palmer, Matt Liner, both at USC. Sark, 11 3,000-yard quarterbacks in terms of USC, the Oakland Raiders of the National Football League. And then he comes back to USC. He goes to Washington for the Huskies and even in the National Football League in the two years with Atlanta, helping Matt Ryan become a two-time 4,000-yard passer. We know his work with quarterbacks. We get that. But now that he has to handle everything and work from under the most demanding coach in college football and the second most demanding coach in all of football, that being Nick Saban, the most demanding Bill Belichick of the the New England Patriots, can Sark get this done? At the same time, you hope he's over the alcohol, you pray he's over the alcohol, but has he truly let that go? That's also another question in the fold here. But biggest part of Tua's legacy, if this is his last season, will he and Sark work? Saban put this back together and hopes that it could work. It's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a push. It's going to be interesting. But can Tua and Sark work? So running back to these again here. Three reasons why it's going to be the most mentally challenging year for Tua in 2019. Number one, can he, will he win a national championship as the guy, as the starter? Number two, in terms of the NFL draft, 2020, should this be his last year, he's going to be compared to all of his contemporaries in terms of being the number one quarterback taken off the board. Can he handle that? or the number one overall player. And number three, will Tua and Sarknado work in the upcoming season? Folks, that's going to do it for this week's edition of shows on In My Own Words. When we come back next week, folks, we will dive into the NFL Draft. Well, not next week. When we resume this on Wednesday, we will dive into the NFL Draft. I will give my thoughts on, on the four players that will go on the first round who they will go to, at what pick will they fall, and other marquee players looking to hear their name called by one commissioner, Roger Goodell. For all of us here at Touchdown Alabama Magazine, I'm yours truly, Stephen Smith. Enjoy your week. Until next time, folks, so long, everybody. This is Ben, in my own words.